everybody. This is Jenna. And I'm Noelle. And you are listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a creepy tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. And yes, I messed that up. I literally was having a thought like, I'm so proud of us. We don't need anything for these intros anymore. And then she fucked it all up. It was one or two words. It was one. It was just like four. It was supposed to be four, not on. Join us on a... I know. I know. Join us on something. He's like creepy... Creepy something. Oh, Lord. But today is a creepy episode. Yes. Um, So, yeah. I was planning on doing true crime, but then I felt a little uninspired this week. I had a really bad weekend, bad mental health all around. It was just not good. Something was going on in the atmosphere. Um, The Toros were around. (laughs) It's a a 90s bring it on joke. Um, if, If you are. And I just wasn't feeling it. So I decided that I would do this haunted destination, which has been on the schedule, off the schedule, on the schedule, off the schedule, (laughs) moved, then moved again, then moved again, then here we are. Um, So it actually was inspired by Stranger Things because they mentioned this place um, in the like first season I think and then it's again in the newest season no spoilers or anything um but I felt that by now I have covered almost every mental hospital in these United States so might as well um finish her up with Pennhurst and um I'm sure there are other hidden gems out there like the the smaller ones or things but but the big ones we have pretty much all covered by now I think I do believe um And, uh, yeah, so it is known as the shame of Pennsylvania for the abhorrent conditions within the brick walls. So surprising. For real. Um, Pennhurst State School and Hospital has a dark reputation for abuse and is believed to be supremely haunted by those unlucky souls who never made it out. Um. I want to go. I want to go, too, dude. It's, like, 30 buildings. It's, like, fucking mungus. I want to go. It's like that the one. It's like Waverly Hills, kind of. You know, it's the one that everybody wants to go to. Like people want to go to Penhurst. They want to investigate at Penhurst. They want to fucking just get through them fucking doors. Ugh, it's freaking awesome. Um. So yeah, let's jump in. Like many other similar facilities of the time, Penhurst was actually built in the name of Reform. <laughs> Yay. Um, if you haven't listened to like 40,000 of our, oh my God, I didn't do any of my intro either. No, we didn't. A, dude. It's because I don't have it written down. <laughs> Guys, oh my God, before we jump in, please leave reviews. <laughs> you can leave reviews on Apple iTunes, Spotify, uh, Audible. Audible's one of them. And then you can also leave recommendations on the Facebook. We do appreciate all reviews, even if they are not five-star reviews. We do appreciate those. We appreciate the feedback. We do. We do. We do. I didn't get anxious and almost cry. I didn't. I almost did, but I didn't. Um, No, we really do appreciate that feedback, guys. Um, We are not a big podcast. We are a small podcast, two girls who just sit in my extra bedroom talking into one microphone. It's not soundproofed very well. It is echoey. It is not the best. So I do apologize if you feel that our audio isn't the best. 
Um, you might have to turn us up or turn us down every now and again because we get ragey or um, I'm having a bad day where I'm not enunciating loud enough. Things happen. Life happens. We are humans. So um, thank you to those who stick around and listen. Sorry to those who tried it out and just couldn't do it. And, um, you know, we do our best and I'd say like 95% of the cases do do as much research as possible, but a lot of the times the yeah. 12 sources we find have all the same info. And, and But since we still not, include those 12 sources, like today. Yeah, I have so, like 30 sources. Since we're not a big podcast, we can't get a lot of those exclusives, and we don't have the money for any of that stuff. For like so. newspapers.com and things yeah, like that. Unfortunately, like, no. Like what we're paying for is our hosting, which is expensive, and our website, which is expensive, and... Um, you know, doing all of that. We do not make any money from this podcast. We've said that from the beginning. So um, yeah, going on two years, all invested, nothing in return so yeah, far. So except yeah. for our wonderful listeners, that is not nothing. But I mean, um, monetarily wise, there yes, is yes. nothing. And so. there are weeks where, you know, Noel has been sick. So we have had to put up a rerun or there are weeks when, you know, I have bad mental health and I didn't do as much research or as much work or I kind of phoned it in. Or, or there's a week that I lost my fucking dad and still came up and did a fucking episode. We did not stop. Yeah, there's never but it's a not going to be perfect all of the time. I was going to say, and sometimes we just don't feel like it, which I feel when we talk about that together because we do we have our little business meetings and we're of like, course, yeah. um, you know, a lot of other podcasts have seasons. Um, we do not. And we don't. They mm-hmm. also have people who, who, they a lot of have times have pre-recorded episodes that are being edited by their teams that get published mm-hmm. by their teams. We don't have yeah. that. They're like months and months out too. Like yeah. They record forever out. So um, in the beginning we were able to do that a little bit, but it's just, we... Life, man. Yeah. I, I, I work. We, this isn't our guys. job, unfortunately. If we made money off it, it could be our job, but it's not. So No, we tried, but then my husband was like, girlfriend, you need to work. Because yeah, <laughs> not nothing was really happening. <laughs> so if you want to sponsor the podcast or you want to, you know, do something to make it so I don't have to work. Or make it me. so that we can actually keep this going for a while longer. Then. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but no, we do appreciate all of the feedback. We're not saying that we need... Um, glowing reviews all the time because we know constructive people... Constructive criticism is helpful. Yes, But not is. just, like, degradation. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but we know that not every single person is going to like us. And that's okay. I mean, that's the real world. We don't like all the podcasts out there. Exactly. There are some that I tried to listen to, and I didn't like them. Yep. So, um, if, if we're one of those, that's fine. But we know that we got our ride or dies, and we love you guys. Yes, thank you to those... Um, yeah, so leave those reviews anywhere that you possibly can. I can see them on Apple. I don't think I can see them anywhere else. So if you do leave a review, send us an email or a message on Facebook or at the um, website. Just to let us know that you left us a yeah, review. Yeah, we literally don't get the notifications. And it'd be nice to be able to like maybe post them on our website or mm-hmm. put them on Facebook or yeah. something, you know. Yeah, because I mean, I can look at Apple, but I have to go literally through Google and like type in more than murder Apple and then pull it up that like I can't even see them through like the back door I don't think I might be able to now because I know they're they're working on that mm-hmm. um, but I also have let go I used to be neurotic towards the podcast at first checking every single day checking things mm-hmm. looking for reviews that was making me absolutely nuts mm-hmm. so I have kind of I've fallen back. I don't check that all the time. I don't even check the fucking downloads anymore like I, I used to. I don't either. Because, um, yeah, we got to add them all together every time. So. And it's not important. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like when we first started out, it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And now it's like, 
Just let go. Just create it, put it out there, let it be. I think it's also because we were hoping that by now we'd have at least 20,000 downloads, considering some <laughs> podcasts get that in a night, and we literally haven't touched 10. No. So, no. it's like, okay, we're going to stop stressing out about it, because it's just not yep. happening as quick as we had hoped. Yeah, you know, we'll just put it out there. If you guys like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's that's all I can say. That's all we can really do. There's plenty of podcasts out there for those who don't, so... Yep. And um, for today's episode, we are definitely going back to the classic Jenna. I started this podcast with an asylum, and now we are back here again with Penhurst. Yeah. You know me, I am the crazy asylum girl. <laughs> um, I've pretty much covered them all, um, and I, I think literally Penhurst was probably in that first little schedule that we had, and then it got moved out, and then I covered every other one and was like, okay, girl, give these a rest. They're sick of it. It's the same shit over and over again. So I gave it quite a rest, but here we are again. I got to do it. I got to do Penhurst. Well, let's do it. So, I like it. Um, so, yes. Like I said, um, it was the shame of Pennsylvania. Bad, 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 terrible things were going on beside um, or inside the walls. Um, kind of the same case that we've talked about. Um, but there are a little bit of differences. Yeah, so you left off where you said that it was meant to be reformed. In the name of reform, yeah. it was built, yes. So before they could build, they needed to kind of understand what they were up against and how many people actually needed such a facility within the state of Pennsylvania. So they actually created a commission which would go through and kind of calculate how many people are living within different facilities inside the state. And what year are they starting to think about all this stuff? Early 1900s. Okay. Yep, yep. It's like 1903 at this point, I believe. I just Um, wanted to know because that's interesting that they were even... I don't know if they were thinking about it as a mental health kind of way, obviously, because reform is not. We're going to get into that. And, and if it was like more of how many poorhouse people they need or whatever. Basically. You know? So, yeah, we're definitely going to get into yeah. it. It was kind of like Trans Allegheny, how that man started. Um, oh, fuck. I fucking can't remember his name. That was so. Was that the one that was supposed to be like a good guy? Thomas Kirkbride. Thomas Kirkbride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We like him. Um, right? Yeah. So yeah. he. He kind of did the same thing. He wanted it to be reformed. He wanted people to actually get help for their disabilities and, and grow and and things like that. And it just went to shit because they weren't given any money. And this is kind of the same thing. Pennsylvania's like, okay, let's try to do something. Let's try to figure out this problem. Mm-hmm. They kind of go about it in kind of an icky way, which we'll kind of get into. Um, we, we'll get into it. Okay. So they did create a commission. Um, they were tasked with gathering the information and figuring out the um, number of such individuals that were being housed within the state. According to Wikipedia, the information obtained was as follows. There were 1,146 mentally or physically disabled individuals housed within insane hospitals. That is their terminology as well. Um, A further 2,627 individuals were living either in almshouses or poor farms, um, prisons, and reformatories. So throughout the state, they were kind of scattered. Um, And I'm sure that it wasn't just the um, mentally and physically disabled. It was also kids that were dropped in, criminals, the the people that society did not want, basically. Mm -hmm. That is those people that were thrown into almshouses, places like rolling women that were... Pregnant yes. or whatever. Yeah, or divorced women because or you can't own land. Didn't want to cook dinner that night. So literally anybody. Like there are so many stories of, of parents just driving their kids to these places and just dropping them off because they were probably I mean, 
kids have behaviors. I mean, sometimes I fucking get it, but I would never do that, but no, I get it. No, <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. what they were doing. They would take Finn on a bad day and be like, all right, you're going to the Penhurst. No way. Imagine pulling up no to that way. big, scary place and dropping your loving child what off What is wrong there. with people, man? What the fuck is wrong with people, yeah. man? I'd probably, I'd probably be the parent that would drive by and be like, do you see that place? Oh, I would definitely <laughs> do that. I would be like, definitely, you better get in line or we're going. Yep. We we're had going. There Pack was your St. Joseph's in Greece when I was little and my mom, she drove by there yeah, and she's like, yeah. if you keep acting up, that's where you're going, St. Joseph's. I'm going to turn this car around. We're going to Penhurst, baby. Yep. <laughs> God. Oh, how scary. That Never would actually too. do it, guys. Never, ever. That child is the light of my life, so. No, of course. Down. Of course, of course. But we, I mean, we always, you know. Every parent has told like a lie about what will happen if they keep misbehaving, okay? We do Scared stupid, straight. We do stupid shit like that with our animals. Because we're not parents. Hashtag not parents. So, like, you know, Trin will be like, meow. And we'll be like, all right, pack up. You're going back to the pound. Because she know? can get it. She understands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just say it, you know. Or we'll tell Atari to pack up her milk bones. Like, you're out of here. <laughs> oh, we're fun. Um, yeah, so these prior housing methods, like the poor farms and things, were far from great, as we've covered in many episodes. Go listen to, like, Rolling Hills, even though she gatekeeps all that information. There's not much out there. Um, but that was a poor house, um, alms farm type thing. Um, so the creation of Eastern State Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic, that is its original name, now known as Penhurst, was initially with good intention. The feeble mind. I'm sorry to laugh, but what the that fuck? That is literally Dude, what they call it. That I is know. the name of this like, place. Feeble-minded and uh-huh. e- e- uh, epileptic. What uh-huh. the fuck? And it's very, um, it, it's very cut and dry too. They 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 think about these people and they classify these people very cut and dry. There's yeah. only a few different diagnoses at this time. Diagnoses, I guess, is the right word. Um, at this time, and they just don't really understand. So it's just you're feeble minded, or and we're actually going to get into it because they categorize things. Feeble-minded. Yeah, yeah, and those I'm are not call my... people from now on. You feeble minded. I don't Fuck. know. You be careful. You be careful. It's probably one of them bad words now. Um, I think that it's not like I, I'd like to look up the act. Like I know what it means. But well, what they're using it. I get what you're saying. You know what they're using unable it for. to make intelligent decisions. So at least it's not like the R word. No, no, no. You know, no, no, no. it's no, no. like and so I could just say it to like a Trump supporter, be like, "You feeble-minded fuck." And unfortunately, <laughs> the R word is really big, like in the '70s. Like, oh yeah. There is. We'll get into it. There's a documentary on this place, and that's literally the word that they use. Mm-hmm. They don't use any other word. They call them developmentally R word. Mm-hmm. I refuse to use that word. My dad and my sister both work within this field and have very strong feelings. I mean, at the um, time when we were younger, and that was we use the... that word all the time. We would be like, "You're so retarded." Well, like Sorry. in the dictionary, I can see how I can see why they would have used that word. Not that it's appropriate but yeah, to use as an mental insult, retardation but, it, but it's just that literally even that. in music there is a retard where yeah, you slow yeah. it's slower yeah and so it's not just that i think that that's just now it's, it's become something well, even else with us we were using it as more derogatory uh, right it became we a were, derogatory term and that's where it changed medically you know? it, it's how you're using these right. words people it's not like you can use that medically and then it can change its connotations mm-hmm. you know and that's why nowadays people are like we don't use that word, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And that was big in my household. My dad would be like, we don't use that word. You can say the Lord's name in vain all you want, ask Jesus that, God that, but we don't say the R word in my dad's house. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so they had good intentions at first. They wanted this new facility to be a good place. Um, and it was built in Spring City in Southern Pennsylvania. And it was to be built into like two different groupings. There was <laughs> going to be half for education and industry, which is like working. Um, and then the other half was for like your asylum care purposes. Initially, they built up enough room to house 500 individuals, but there was plenty of room to further expand over the years as they secured a 1,400-acre plot. Kind of reminds me of, I don't even know what it's called anymore, that episode. I feel like we did an episode that was like a camp that started out as a camp before it was an asylum, and they had made sure that they separated certain uh, disabilities or criminal from this or that or the other thing. It was down yes, farther yes, yes. in the camp. That yes, was yes, yes. good to hear. That, that was um, that was your boy's school, wasn't it? Warwick I, yes, or something? yes, War, I think so. Something? I don't. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I remember honestly. That was my episode. I don't even know it was my episode. I don't know what, what the fuck was it. All I know is I have a vague recollection. <laughs> Dude, that's how it goes. We've researched so many different things where it's like I we're closing remember. up on the hundredth episode soon. Dude, so no, it's not. It's easy to it's see that we like. Like that person who wrote us in about the mainline murders, and we're like, wait, what? Well, they didn't even mention yet what the episode they were talking about was. I I had to like like, Google and go down the line and be like, what What? are they talking about? I know they're just like the headstone and the murdered and the babies. I'm like, Huh? What are you talking about? There's a lot of those that could have been, man. Yes, if you email us, guys, please let us know what episode you are discussing. (laughs) Because we are fucking clueless. (laughs) And that was like episode like 10. Yeah. That was so in the beginning. It's like someone being like, execution rock. Which is fine because that's good. We like it that you're listening back, but we just don't remember everything. No, no. Type in the subject line. The episode, and especially then, because this week is Penhurst. Like this yeah. is what I'm diving down. I don't. I'm not thinking about old episodes. I'm not thinking about anything yeah. but Penhurst right now. Oh God. So, like many of the others that we've talked about, Penhurst was built for self sufficiency. Um, there was even a railroad depot built on the compound, so that like literally they receive goods and sh- yep, yeah, right to the compound. They didn't have to go into town or do anything. Um, they had a powerhouse, so like coal would be delivered. And, like, a whole running farm. It was literally, like, a little town, like Mm -hmm. a lot of the other ones. The state school and asylum officially opened November 23rd, 1908. Residents were evaluated and classified into various categories. There was a dental category, either classified good, poor, or treated. (laughs) Not sure what the treated, Uh like, you've had treatment in the past. Like, good dental, bad dental, or you're being treated for dental. Um, there was a mental category, either <laughs> imbecile or insane. Oh, my God. Not my words. Um, and finally, a physical category, either epileptic or healthy. Hmm. So these are very, very vague, very, Yeah, like, because epileptic is literally just seizures. Yeah, but, I mean, a lot of people who had seizures would be sent there because they weren't. Yeah. They couldn't care for them. But still, it's like there are probably, there's so many different physical yeah exactly you know disabilities and things like that that they're literally just epileptic or healthy that's what i'm saying that's why i'm like like, holy crap yeah that's no they're literally it's it's nuts it's absolutely nuts so residents i'm guessing the more able-bodied ones um or higher functioning would be given jobs some of the jobs included farming laundry sewing baking and of course cooking things that helped run the facility and i would soon keep the cost down at first what they're always wanting to do keep that cost mm-hmm. down even though things are gonna go to shit we should just have a t-shirt that said things are gonna go to shit because it's an <laughs> asylum episode and we already know what's gonna fucking happen mm-hmm. 
Um, that's why I'm like, just like our these, best way. You just he's gonna escalate. Yeah. Like it's just it's so bad. Um, so things. Um, so yeah, so they did a lot of things that would keep the cost down. Penhurst was also founded upon two main principles: segregation and eugenics. Okay, so never mind then. So uh, that's yeah. pretty shitty. So many believed that the, quote, feeble-minded were unfit to even be citizens and posed a threat to society, um, even going as far as calling them, quote, potential criminals. Because they're so dumb? I don't because get it. Because they're what? different than us. Because anything different than us is deemed, let's not even do research, let's not look into this, let's not learn about this, let's just deem them unfit and lock them away to where we don't even have to deal with them. And not allocate the funds to make sure that they're actually getting... The help that they fucking need. Mm -hmm. It's going to get worse. Furthermore, the commission desired to prevent the intermixing of the genes of those imprisoned with the general population. So this is where eugenics comes in. Mm -hmm. Now, dictionary time for you people who do not know what eugenics is. Um, According to the Merriam-Webster website, the definition of eugenics is as followed. The practice or advocacy of controlled selective breeding of human populations as by sterilization, to improve the population's genetic composition. They basically wanted to make sure that these unsavory genes weren't being passed around. It's icky. It's icky. Like, I I see it. I see where they're coming from with it. But the way they're going about it is fucking icky. Okay, so here's my thought. When it comes to race, obviously, totally icky. If it comes to... Um, skin color, totally icky. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to breed out pedophilia, okay. If you're trying to breed out, you know, rapists, okay. Um, but they're not. That's no. not what they were doing. No, it was literally skin like, color, race, and, and, and genetics. And, yes, literally. It wasn't. Genetics. It wasn't about if these. Maybe you saw that the, down the line. Oh wow, you're a rapist. Your dad was a rapist. Your dad's dad was a rapist. So there's obviously a family rapist. Here. Something. Yes. You exactly. know, there's something else going on. Uh huh. But, but no, they're literally just trying to control the population. Yeah. It, it, it's Nazi-ish. Right. It's exactly. That Aryan type of. Let's make the perfect population. Yeah. You know, um, this not, person is epileptic. Mm-hmm. If this person with epilepsy mates with this person who's not, then their child is not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's fucking icky. It's awful. It's, it's icky. Like I said, the only way that would be okay is if you're breeding out people that harm other people. Murderers. Children, serial like, murderers. Rapists, pedophiles. Yes. Like, come on. That's, if there that's was a it, way like, that you could literally see... Like, okay, this person is going to meet with this person, and then this we'll child a will be a pedophile. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like, but unfortunately, <laughs> genetics doesn't work that way. No. It's so very hard to even understand. Um, now, segregation in this case can be good, you know, keeping dangerous criminals right. away from orphan children yeah. and things like that, because literally it's... Or even just children away from older children. Yes. And yes. adults, because we know that in the other hospitals... The five-year-olds were with the 15-year-olds, and they and were the doing horrible things. And the 15-year-olds were teaching and doing bad yeah. things, too. Yes, exactly. And the there are a lot of sexual behaviors within mental and handy... I don't know the right words to say, guys. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Within mental 
disabilities. mentally disabled. Yes, folks. my yeah. sister has worked in homes where there are people who literally sit in their room and they are just fucking whacking it all day because they don't all understand. Day. I don't. It doesn't. Their brain doesn't process what's, exactly what's things. Hap- things what are doing. a little bit differently, yeah. and some have sexual behavior. So putting those people with women or with with children, children. like it could have mm-hmm. been. Not a problematic. Uh-huh. So definitely, you know, segregate how you can keep mm-hmm. people safe. You know, you're not going to have, even like now and today, you don't have a lot of, you have a high functioning house or a high medical house. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily mix yeah. those two because the care is different based upon right. that. And there's some that are more aggressive. And and then it's even just like schools. You don't have elementary school children walking into the high school and exactly. going to classes with exactly. the high schoolers. Yes, it's not one room schoolhouse anymore. Yeah. Like the, the segregation in these instances is different than you know race. The connotation exactly. That's always exactly. what. Pops it goes to, ever, yeah, yeah exactly. that's usually what it is. So. And at this time, it probably was being segregated by race as well. As well. Uh-huh. I mean, because we're in the early 1900s and we fucking suck. Although so, it's Pennsylvania, so hopefully not as bad. But because it was know. the North, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, the Union. So hopefully, but who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, women did get their own area in 1916. This was to stop unwanted pregnancies. Mm-hmm. I'm not they sure. Were getting raped. But I'm also not sure if that is the case either because they literally just said unwanted pregnancies. They didn't say it as in like from rape or from anything. It sounds like they're it's not going like, to say that. Because it was the people that worked there that were yeah, doing Yeah, but it that. was also during the eugenics. Yeah, that's true. So it was like those unwanted pregnancies. Like, it, it's kind of like a little bit of both, I think. I think it mm-hmm. was like a, a, a sexual assault issue, which is not great at all. But the eugenics of it all just kind of, mm-hmm. it makes it fucking icky. So um, moving on from that fucking shittiness. Even with the commission and the almost constant building, things get worse and worse, especially with overcrowding. Uh, they said like four years in, they were already fucking overcrowded. How many buildings did they have at that point? I'm not sure. They just kept building. At yeah. the end, so there were like start... 30 buildings. Yeah, they didn't open it um, with a shit ton of buildings. No, they, it was it was like how they do the main do house. Like the main, and then they'll build off of yeah. that. Um, they probably had like their powerhouse, their main dormitory. They would build off the woman's dorm and then the children's mm-hmm. and then there were school areas and things like that. Um, I did write down every single building, but there's 30 of them and I'm not going to sit here and list every single no. fucking building because no. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Um, so by the 1960s, Penhurst housed 2,791 patients of varying mental and physical disabilities. Many of these were sadly children. And that's almost like one thousand more than the building was made to house comfortably. Oh wow! It's just overrun at this point. Um, the actual number was like nine hundred, but I was like, that's probably like smudge at that point, why numbers. Are they taking people, why not let them stay at their little small places while you keep? Well, growing, I think those but... places were shut down at mm-hmm. that point, and then it's probably it's just like those people just. Dropping their kids off, dropping mm-hmm. their aunt off, dropping their wife off. Like, mm-hmm. it's literally so fucking... Loose. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Loosey-goosey, easy to just fucking drive up and be like, yo, bitch crazy. We don't want this person anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or or this kid is being a client, take him, you know, or, or, or things like that. Or even just, I don't want to be a parent anymore. You know, you could just drop your kids off. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this is where they would go. Now, with the number of patients growing, you would think that the staff would also grow, right? Nope. No. According to an article on WeirdNewJersey.com, only 200 of the patients were in any educational or recreational program such as art. Mm. 
Wow. This is literally, the name of it is State School and Hospital. So it was supposed to be a place where... Education could happen and... Yes, and they would teach and they would have higher functioning programs and things like that so that people won't regress into themselves. Literally, <clears throat> what's twenty? Pe- what's 200 people out of 2,000? It's like, what, 20% of people? Nothing. There's Not even there's nothing. Like, I mean, how many people to one to staff? I well, mean, no, what I'm saying is those, there was like only, what, 10 or 20% of people that were actually in classes that oh, were yeah, at yeah, the yeah. school. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Although, of course, some of those people... A lot of them were adults. They might not have had to go to school at that point. Or sure, but you still school. want people to be in programs. You yeah. want, like, I mean... Something for them to do. Exactly. And stay constructive. Yeah. Like, yeah. one of the guys at my sister's house, he sadly just passed away. He had... He loved music. So he would have his tambourine, and he would sit there, and he would mm-hmm. always be playing his tambourine. And they would do art, and they would do, you know, things that, that stimulate the mind. That's what we want to do is stimulation. Mm-hmm. But at these places, there's no stimulation. They sit there and they just fucking They're, they veg out now. Yeah, like they, they just, rock. Yeah, they they sit in their. Filth. It drives them literally. If they weren't insane before, it will drive them to insane. It regresses them. It makes yeah. them even worse. And um, so so yeah, it's believed that this would actually improve some of their conditions, especially higher functioning, if they were learning and taking classes yeah. and and stimulating. But, unfortunately, due to lack of budget, things fall through the cracks. Penhurst staffed only nine medical doctors and 11 teachers. Holy shit. For the entire... Nine doctors for 2,000 some odd people? Uh-huh. And I couldn't That's find insane. an actual, like, staff number. That was not... This 9 and 11 was throughout multiple sources, because, like we said, all our sources say the same fucking shit. Uh-huh. Um, but there was nothing that said, like... Like, I think in one of, like, maybe Eloise, it said, like, there was, like, one person to, like, 30 staff. Yeah, they, they, or, there were there, statistics. Yes. I could not find it with this one. Yeah. Um, like, how many actual, like, care providers, but it said nine medical doctors and 11 teachers. Most of the That's teachers... That's a shitty ratio. Shitty. Especially if you're medically, like... Like, my sister's taking care of trach tubes and fucking, like, actual medical fucking... Mm-hmm. There's nurses inside her home, mm-hmm. like... You gotta do with you gotta these colostomy yeah. bags. There's there's a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, there's stomas, not just, there's everything. Like, ugh, I'm not into the medical. Ugh, yuck. Um, yeah. So most of the teachers also did not have experience in special needs education, so they didn't even really know what they were getting into or how to handle it or how to like. You cannot teach everybody the same exact way. Even normal, not normal, sorry, I didn't mean to use that, but but when you go to like a regular, like you and I, mm-hmm. we may learn differently. You may be visual, I may be hands-on, mm-hmm. things like that. Some people can go up to a board, you can write on it, they're going to learn that way. I can't learn that way. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with this. You have to mm-hmm. learn how to teach different people, especially in, in special needs education. And that just was not happening at this time. That still doesn't happen in school now. No, it really You have doesn't. a class of 30 kids, and you okay. got to teach them to the test, and that's it. Yep, literally. And then... And not every kid learns, like, when we are in earth science. Oh, copy down all these nuts. Just copy the nuts. Uh-huh. Copy the nuts. That's it. Which huh? I... Which, that worked for me, and I found that, like, even now, like, when I was taking my notary test, I literally took the practice test, and I wrote down all of it, and wrote down all the answers, and wrote the mm-hmm. question, and wrote the answer, and wrote the question. Well, for me, that's just, like, memorization, though. I'm not with retaining yeah, why or what that. the info is. I get that, too, yeah. And I do so, need to, I need it more in-depth. Yeah. But, like, for test-taking, yeah. that does work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, 
in freaking math class with Schaefer. He would literally pull out the red book, he'd go up, he'd write equations, and then he'd solve them, and then he figured that I'd learn that. And then that was like 10 minutes of class, then the last half an hour was literally us working on our homework. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't learn this way, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I was in the slow math. I was in like the yeah, two year. Yeah, I math too. The two year, we're not calling it slow math, but it's like that's what the it, it two was year. expanded. Yeah, yes. it took a longer time, so that's why we always call it, it was a slower process yep. to learning yep. the math. Yep. So you sorry. Two year, it, I did the same thing with science too. Yeah. You take a two year, it's drawn out more, yeah. it's slower for you to learn more of the stuff. You're not just going from earth science to biology, biology and, and then bam, yeah. bam, you take two years of earth science and then you regions after that. So... I, I definitely can understand. I mean, and then you fail tests and you fail tests and you fail tests. And then they're like, well, why are you failing tests? And then it takes years for you to be like, well, I have dyslexia or I need somebody to read this or I need a slower time. Mm -hmm. You know, they wait until you fail before they actually get you the help that you need. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really unfortunate. Um, so I'm homeschooling my kid. Yeah, it's, it's tough. And uh, especially in special education, mm -hmm. it's real tough. So it was also in the 60s that the treatment inside of Penhurst finally made its public debut. A young reporter named Bill Baldini, who had been working as a reporter for a local television station, actually received a tip about the shit that was going on inside the state-run facility. I wonder who tipped it in. That's intriguing. Mm-hmm. So he went, um, it was probably a worker. That's what I'm or, thinking. Or even a family member, because we're going to get into that. Um, so he went, camera crew in hand, and blew the lid right off, exposing the true horror inside the almost crumbling walls. So at this point, the building's also falling apart. It's not even like a beautiful, sprawling campus like it used to be, mm -hmm. because they just don't have anything. The people are overrunning it. It's so just literally within 60 years, not even, it started crumbling already. Well, yeah, because there's nobody taking care of it. Is there You're a shit ton of buildings at that point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, it's in the okay. '60s, so yeah, it's it's probably full campus by that point because mm -hmm. it only is going to last a couple more years. Um, well, twenty. Oh, about twenty, almost thirty more years. But yeah. Um, so there were adults chained up with crib type beds. Um, part of his crew actually grew physically sick from witnessing the conditions, and they would just quit. They would go in, and they would just they couldn't handle it. it and they can't just, make a difference because the pe people in charge aren't. There's nothing they can do, these people that are working. Because the people in charge are the ones that are saying, this is the, what we have money for and this is what you're to do. Yep. And they can't. And it's it's overwhelming, too. Like, even my sister, she worked in a um, high-functioning house. And she said that sometimes <laughs> she felt like she was overwhelmed mentally herself. Because you're around a lot of activity and a mm -hmm. lot of really high, heightened mental stuff. Mm -hmm. You know? So it can be... It can be a lot for even just the workers mm -hmm. being around all of that. So imagine being one person with 50 people in one ward. Like, it's, it's just a lot to even deal with. That that's At some point, I would probably be like, fuck it. I mean, me just having fuck one it. child, it's hard to yeah. parent one kid. And Think about having mm -hmm. either 25 kids and 25 adults or 50 kids. Yeah. That you're all taken care yep. of. Or and it's unfortunate because, like, a lot of times, like, they talk about how, you know, you have people in power taking care of people that are 
are, are have no power mm-hmm. and they'll use that as a bad thing and bad people will go into jobs but think about just the regular people who mm-hmm. feel like they want to do this job but they're not Help. being paid yeah they're not being appreciated i've been at jobs where i'm not appreciated i don't want to oh, do yeah. my work yeah so you think people are coming in here being like let's get to work today taking care of these end of it no they don't want to do it mm-hmm. they're they're stressed out they they, they feel underappreciated so they're going to be like all right Bucket. And then the cherry on top is just the horrid treatment they're watching these people mm-hmm. go through. Yep. So you have your really bad apples, and then you have those people that are just like checking out because mm-hmm. what else are you going to fucking do at mm-hmm. that point? It's unfortunate, but it's a perfect fucking storm. Yeah, it is. So, um, so yeah, they saw emaciated, naked patients and children literally, literally tied to their beds. They aired a five part expose in 1968 entitled Suffer the Little Children. Um, that is on YouTube. You can watch it. I started. I could not finish it. It's hard to watch, um, especially seeing the feet tied with, like, sheets to these beds. And um, you see people laying on the floor. You see people. Just, it's just, it's really, really hard. I got, like, maybe five minutes in, and I was like, you know what? I don't need this for my episode right now. I don't want to do this right now. Um so if you want to, you can go watch it. Um, it's all over. But, yeah. Um, this brought about the news articles calling Penhurst the, quote, shame of Pennsylvania. In an NPR.com article, Baldini reflected on his time reporting at Penhurst, stating, quote, think of a ward of infants and children from the ages of six months to five years old, Baldini recalls. Quote, there are 80 of them in metal cages. They had to attend to them every day, all day. These people were literally lying in their own feces for days. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and at this time, too, they're not only housing people with disabilities. They're immigrants, migrants, criminals, like, just anybody who is not wanted, you know? And, and at this point, I mean, depression isn't understood. Anxiety isn't Nothing understood. Is. There's so many things that aren't understood, and you're just sent to these places. Yeah. And... You know, you got to think that this is the state-run hospital. This is a place that you will be sent. You know, you try to um, to take your own life. You'll be sent to Penhurst. You know, anything like that, it's unfortunate. Um, to make it worse, Penhurst... Um, oh, I already read that. So anyone who needed to be kept out of society was literally just sent there. It was like, send them there, close the door, don't worry about them ever again. Um, there they would be uh, susceptible to abuse and literal torture... If a patient had a behavior such as biting, those patients would actually have their teeth removed completely. Oh, my Lord. I guess some visitors have found teeth, like, in the tunnels and stuff and, like, around. Wow. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, those things still happen. You're still taught, like, you know, um, I can't remember if, like, hit training or something, like, how to... How to defend yourself against somebody because there are people with violent behaviors. But we're not taking out fucking teeth. No. You know, oh we're going to learn more humane ways to address behaviors. Restraint like without harm and putting exactly. them somewhere safe where they're not exactly. going to hurt themselves still or somebody else. They're fucking human beings. Yeah. They're still citizens. They're they still... didn't choose to be here. Exactly. Like, it, it, it's. They, they were born into this earth with some disability that unfortunately makes them. Their, their parents obviously can't take care of them. They obviously make it to these places, but they still deserve 
the right care. Yeah, absolutely. And to have a beautiful life. Like, that's why my sister loves her job. Mm -hmm. Because she can feel like she's still giving these people a beautiful life. Mm -hmm. You know, when she sat with her one guy who just recently died, you know, she was like, I was here with him. I was telling him it was okay. You know, I felt like I gave him a good passing. But Mm -hmm. other people wouldn't have done that. They would have just sat there while he died. Mm -hmm. You know, and and unfortunately, it still happens this month. fucking fucking day. Because people Mm -hmm. work in there and they don't care because they just want the fucking money. Yeah. Stop working with people if you hate people. Uh-huh. Bottom line. <sighs> Bottom line. Oh, we're getting ragey and loud. Sorry. Oh, Lord. Don't get passionate. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. You're going to have to Because, you know, the down. things that we talk about are so easy to not get passionate. I know, right? Uh-huh. Patients would be bound to their beds in the times when care providers felt overwhelmed. So instead of addressing it, it was literally just, okay, lock them in that room while I go address this. Um, lawsuits actually started piling in over the treatment of the individual's. One such case was the Halderman versus Pennhurst State School and Hospital case. Um, and this actually became when a, a patient had a visitation with her family and was found covered in bruises. Just bruises oh. everywhere. Um, what the hell, man? Yeah. The court ultimately concluded that Pennhurst's conditions were inhumane, unsanitary, and downright dangerous. They also concluded that Penhurst was a direct violation of the Eighth Amendment due to the cruel and unusual punishments that were dished out inside of there. At this point, this is not unheard of. And even in the time frame, they know that this is happening in other it's asylums. It's the 60s and 70s. Like, I right. think Halderman was in the 70s, that case. Why are there? Why was there still nobody to go in and investigate these places to make sure that they were actually not harming people? And that's the thing, though. They were doing these investigations, but then things just still went. That's the problem with the societies. We get outraged for five minutes, and then we forget about things, and we go back to the status quo, and then we don't do anything to solve it. That's what's been happening for years and years and years and years and years. We see this expose in the 1960s. Cases are still coming out in the 70s. It's still running after this. Mm-hmm. People are probably like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And maybe some people pulled out their loved ones, but then they think about it. Well, what are we going to do after that? We can't take care of them. How dare we? Mm-hmm. We're just going to leave them in there. Out of sight, out of mind mentality. And it's fucked. It's fucked. <sighs> so with all of that, finally, Penhurst was made to shutter its doors in 1987. Wow. That's almost 20 years after the expose. Yeah. And even more journalists kind of, there was a young, um, I think his last name was Conley, Conroy, um, he was a young journalist in the seventies, and he was doing um, he was doing like investigative journaling. He went to Penhurst, and he said he he left crying. He's like I I I entered. He's like this is a place I wouldn't send my dog. Like it, and we're we're sending people to be cared for, children to be cared for, and um, it took almost twenty years after that to uh, shutter its doors. Because <laughs> fuck, where were the pro lifers then? Fuck, for real, right? Right? It's like... Wow. It's like... Wow. And I get, like, it's going to take some time to figure out, like, what are we doing next? But why can't we go in and start to clear up the conditions? Why can't we go in and start being like, okay, let's allocate this budget. Let's maybe stop doing fucking... Who knows? It's Pennsylvania, so who knows what they were doing. But let's stop doing this stupid thing over here and put more of this money into the asylum down the road that's an awful fucking place to be and put workers and make sure that those workers are actually getting good benefits and, and maybe good pay And maybe open a couple of the smaller places, too, so you can alleviate Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that's going to take a like, while to do, like, to figure out, you know, how to yeah. get it. So, But in the meantime, let's make sure that the people that are still there 
are being fucking treated well mm-hmm. and taken care of. So, as we've discussed in many other Asylum episodes, and just like our other, um, sorry, that was written. Oh, because I stopped, and it was, um, yeah. So, finally, Penhurst was made to shutter in 1987. The building was falling apart, and reform was on the horizon. Um, That reform, things still aren't that. I mean, they've gotten better, but things still aren't. We still don't understand a lot of mental health. Mental health in America is a moot point. If you have mental health, you are just an awful person. You are just the fucking stain of the goddamn earth. And it fucking sucks. So, mental health and therapists for everybody. That's my, uh, when I run for president, <laughs> that's what I'm going on. Um, <clears throat> so, like we've discussed in many others, Penhurst is also a hotbed for, drumroll please. Paranormal activity. Yes. Um, the now decaying building buildings of Penhurst are host to more than just overgrown nature and urban dis- explorers. There are also spirits of the past roaming the peeling halls, trapped in a place which may have been hell on earth. Sounds like it. Literally. Um, most of the paranormal portion of this episode came from the article on weirdnewjersey.com. But I also watched my fave Destination Fear episode. I figured there wasn't a ton of like paranormal a lot of it is about um like the bad shit that happened there uh so i couldn't find a ton but i was like you know what? i'm gonna watch destination fear and uh see what they have to say mm-hmm. and um we're gonna jump back up to weird new jersey um the article writers for weird new jersey actually went oh sorry no i skipped a line Oh, Destination Fear. I just shout out the episode. So the episode for Penhurst is the season finale of their first season. So you can go check that out. They had been there when they were younger. Um, and it kind of like, they got ran out of the building when they were younger. And they were like, all right, let's go back. Let's face our fears. We got this now. We're older. We've been doing this. Um, so yes, go watch that. You can do it on the travel. Or if you have Dusty fucking Discovery Plus, whatever. Shit. Watch it on there. Um, so the writers of Weird New Jersey actually toured Penhurst and they were accompanied by the Shore Paranormal Research Society or SPRS for short. They have conducted many investigations at Penhurst. Um, they say the site is rife with activity and this is according to the group's founder, Jim Ansbach. During their large-scale investigations, they have captured really great EVPs, photo evidence. Um, they've seen... They've seen things. They felt things. Um, they they've done some pretty notable um, investigations. Some of the notable recordings captured were voices saying, "Quote, go away. I'll kill you. We're upset." Sad little ghosties. Yes, yes, but also anger. There's a lot of anger. Um, and then some of the other notable evidence captured is as follows. So in the Quaker building, the group saw rocking chairs moving on their own. They would get random classic. I mean, that's the easiest thing to move too. Uh Like if you're a young ghost and you're trying to like get your get your ghosty realm energy going, do that rocking chair, man. I'm gonna get a fucking rocking chair like your dad. I know. (laughs) Rock that rocking chair. Um, and then I'll be like, oh fuck, that rocking chair's moving on its own. And then Um, you're like, is that my father? You never know, right? You never you hope. You hope. Jared, dad? Yeah. Who is it? Ghoul from downtown? Who are you? Um 
They would also get random EMF spikes, even though there's no electric produced by the building itself, or at least where they were. Um, it's also, like, random, too. It's like, you know, you go to a random spot, and you're going to get, like, little spikes and mm -hmm. things like that. Shadow figures would manifest, and an investigator claimed to be shoved from behind hard enough that a red mark was present upon inspection. Hmm. Um, in the administration building, they captured an EVP which sounded like a toilet being flushed. Now, hold on a second. The first building was which one they went into? The Quaker building. The Quaker building. The Quaker okay. building. I wonder what that was for. Because with um, the violent, I wonder if it was maybe the violent people that were there, maybe. I the have criminals it. or something. I fucking have it all written down somewhere yeah. what all the buildings were. Actually, I know. No, I don't know if I do have what all of the buildings were. Not what they were for. You know what um, they were, but not like what they were housed No, I, I, uh, I might have had it written down somewhere. Okay. It literally was on Wikipedia, I think. Um, I'm looking it up. Don't I have the wiki? No. That's where most of the patients were um, were housed, and most of them were considered criminals and dangerous, so that might be why. Okay, yep, yeah, that makes sense, too. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so in the administration building, which that's the administration building, mm -hmm. that's pretty cut and dry, um, they caught an EVP of a toilet being flushed. Now, there is no plumbing fixtures or water running to that building. No, I mean, I'd assume that everything's shut down there. It's been since 87, so there's no electric, uh -huh. there's no water running, there's uh -huh. nothing. And we'll get into it. Some of the building is being used for a different purpose nowadays. Um, no spoilers or anything. Um, I don't think it's any of the buildings that are being investigated, though. I okay. think that's a separate building that is being used, and I don't think people are being allowed into, it. into that part yeah. of it. Um, in the Mayflower building, uh, that is a, what a lot of people think is most arguably the most haunted building. Um, investigators reported seeing multiple shadow figures and were often touched while exploring. There's also no shortage of the ghosts of small children. The SPRS team noted that in the Hershey building, one of the investigators heard the voice of a small child. A female child. Mm -hmm. During other investigations not tied to SPRS, Pinhurst is rife with the sounds of children laughter and cries as well. Some of the energy is friendly and others is downright oppressive, just depending on where you are. Mm -hmm. During the portion of Destination Fear, um, like where they read the packet, it includes like all background, what other people have experienced. Um, they discuss the spirit of Emily, who is a little girl who hangs out in an area which is called Emily's room. Um, she's one of the playful spirits who calls Penhurst home and is most likely, she most likely knew nothing else. They didn't say like how or if she died, um, but they literally just say that she hangs around and she is more playful and more good spirited. The boiler room is Ugh. one of those not fun areas. It never is. They never are. Like, if you're hanging in the boiler room, you're apparently just a bad dude. I know. Um, so don't be hanging out in boiler rooms, I guess. Um, so, yeah, down there, there's said to be an angry male spirit who pulls the hair of females. Fun. And they apparently taunt the alpha males who dare to go up against him. So, Zach Bagans, that alpha, my male male. The taunter extraordinaire over there. Um... Yeah, and I think they've been to Penhurst, but I probably haven't watched that episode in God knows how long. Um, it's probably an early. It's probably good, when they were actually. It's, yeah, good. yeah, it's probably yeah. a good early episode. 
Um, but I would just love to see, you know, that alpha male go up against the fucking dude in the boiler room. Zach pretends that Zach ain't no alpha male. If anyone's more brave, it's Lord, Aaron. Yeah. It's Aaron. Aaron Zach goes said, nowhere by himself. He just talks a bunch of shit and then oh, well, sends now Aaron. he's not even going, like, that new show that he's doing. He doesn't he's doing even it go from at home. all. <laughs> he's doing it from home. Apparently a, a medium told him he would die in a plane crash. And he had bad turbulence. He's like, I'm never getting on a plane again. You can drive. You can drive, dude. You can't feel the feelings from afar. And I'm sorry. People can say what they want. Well, I don't know if that's how it is. <laughs> he's just literally, he's sitting there kind of leading the other three investigating. And then he kind of narrates it. I think that's how it goes. I haven't watched What a way it. to get money without having to actually do shit. I don't have Discovery Plus. I hope so. those people, his people are getting paid way more because... Oh, I'm sure of Jesus it. I'm Christ. Because sure it. it's like Nick, Aaron, or no, Aaron, Billy, and fucking... The other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know his name. Oh, well, I don't know the name, but, uh, but yeah, so definitely, um, if you're a man, like an alpha male who feels like, especially probably those skeptics who are like, this place ain't fucking haunted, Mm -hmm. um, you're gonna be pinpointed. You will probably be scratched or pushed by this unknown spirit. The Devon building, um, which was one of the largest areas and was used as a dormitory, um, has a really bad feeling inside of there. It's just very oppressive, very dark, very just not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are often growls and screams that are heard and captured through EVP. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've heard, like, screams through, like, the shows and stuff. Like, when you hear that audible, them growls, dude. Those growls are so fucking scary. Because, first of all, you don't know if there's an animal somewhere in there that's growling at you. Because mm-hmm. it could very well be the case. These places are dilapidated mm-hmm. and people have fucking broke windows and doors. So, first of all, like, I'm running from a ghost and a fucking animal that can bite me. That's scary. Maybe it's a fucking hellhound. Who knows? Exactly. You don't know what it is. But if something's, like, growling, oh, mm-hmm. it's so fucking scary. Um, if you are brave enough during Halloween, they open a section of the facility and have a haunted house. So that is the, um, that is what I was talking about with, like, the business. Um, it's a literal, a haunted house. Not like, you know, yeah. I feel like that's kind of disrespectful. (laughs) Thank you! Like, tragedies happened here, and you're turning it into a fucking haunted house. So we're gonna get into it. So it has gotten a ton of backlash because, like, they say... Like, even, like, their tagline is, like, oh, we've got new patients, and it's, like... I get the need or the desire to, but why don't you just leave it as where people can explore uh-huh. and and experience the actual paranormal yep. and respect yep. them rather yep. than literally making fun of them? And who knows if you're scaring the ghosts, too? Those ghosts might be living out their life inside of this building, not knowing what realm they're in, and then... For a month out of the fucking year, they have all these jump scares and the really loud lights and the noises and... Scary costumes. Yeah, and screams all the time. And it's literally just picking on what happened there, literally. Literally. So, yeah, there are a lot of people who definitely do not feel um, that... Yeah, we could be going during Halloween month. Hell no. (laughs) Um, And a lot of people believe that it should be a memorial used for a different purpose, Timothy Smith, the CEO of Pennhurst Paranormal Association, hopes that one day the facility will be open year-round for tours, especially paranormal investigations. Yeah. Um, you know, 
from people who are into the paranormal, I look at it as very scientific and I want to learn. You know, I'm not, I'm not there to cash in on bad experiences. I'm literally just there to like learn, like did something bad that happened here create a stain or create a portal that could open up and be more haunted and bring about more hauntings. I'm not looking to cash in on anything. So no, I just want the evidence. I like I like being reassured that, yeah, what I believe in is actually Exactly, there. exactly. You know, so we, we aren't looking at it from, like, an exploit, exploitative um, measure or anything like that. And I hope that other paranormal investigators aren't like that either because do not give us all a bad name. Um, and, you know, he he hopefully has good intentions, but definitely not that fucking... Not that. Not the haunted house, house thing. Uh-uh. No. Um, I think that there are, like, the people who have the haunted house also open up tours, but the only tours that I saw were, like, around Halloween. They do, like, historical tours, and then they're doing, like, a uh, camp at Penhurst in August, like, haunted thing. So they're really kitchen on, on the whole, yeah, thing. Um, now, there is a preservation alliance. I looked up their website, um, and it is www.preservepenhurst.org. And I just wanted to, like, kind of read their mission and their vision for what they want to do. Um, so the mission of the Penhurst Memorial and Preservation Alliance is to promote an understanding of the struggle for dignity and full civil rights for persons with disabilities using the little-known history at Penhurst. By sharing this tragic story, as well as its landmark victories, we seek to educate citizens in local, national, and international communities to assure that we never go back. The vision of the Penhurst Memorial and Preservation Alliance is to be part of an effort to create a world-class museum and honor and memorialize the ongoing civil and human rights struggle of Americans with disabilities at a location of national significance to assure that we once again never go back. So there are people on that website you can read uh, actual patient stories. People write in about, like, their grandma worked there, their um, their uncle, like, lived there. So there are a lot of stories on there from actual people who were at Penhurst. And you could do what you do, what they did at, like, you know, Eastern State. Open it up as, a, as an actual museum where you preserve the building, mm-hmm. preserve the history, and it's a stain. It, it, bad things happen there. It's not, it doesn't look good for us, unfortunately, but you can't just hide away at those things. You have to learn from those things. We have to have, you know, everybody's like, oh, don't teach that stuff. We don't want to learn about it. You have to. You have to learn from your history or you fucking repeat it. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to be repeating it ever again. You know, um, my sister worked with people who were literally at Willowbrook. Those people are protected now. They have certain protocols that you have to follow if they are if they are quote a willow brook so a lot of these these stains have made it so that we have made legislation and made you know certain laws to make sure that these people are actually getting the care Mm -hmm. so unfortunately the shit sucks but keep learning keep um doing research and hopefully one day we can uh if I get money, maybe I'll, like, donate or something to, to get this place to be actually, you know, a memorial site instead of, like, come and get scared on Halloween at the mm. loony bin, fucking assholes. Why can't you do that somewhere else? You know? Yeah. Like, why can't you, you know, like, like Jimmy, he acquired his own goddamn building. Mm-hmm. And if you're acquiring Penhurst, you got money. Mm-hmm. You got money if you're acquiring Penhurst. 
But of course, it's the fucking it's mm-hmm. at an actual haunted place. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like oh, what yeah. they're they're selling here. So that is that is Penhurst. That is probably one, if not the last asylum, I will probably be covering. I'm assuming. I don't think there's any more, and I'm done with it because it's all the same shit over and over and over again. Mm. They're all shitty. They're all overcrowded. They're all haunted. So, <sighs> hope you all enjoyed. Um, and if you didn't, I guess leave a review about it. <laughs> um, I'll get really quiet, so you have to turn it up right now. Go follow us on all of our socials. You can find us on Facebook. Go follow us on all of our socials. <laughs> Uh, Dude, that's uh, gonna piss that person off. They're I'm like, sorry. Ah. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I couldn't yeah. help it. Um, yeah, no. So go follow us on our socials. You can find us on Facebook at More Than Media. You can find us on Instagram at More Than Media Pad. Yep. And then um, don't even worry about the Twitter. Um, we do have a TikTok, which is More Than Murder Pod, and we are also on YouTube, kinda um, at More Than Murder. We uh, did our first snoop. Uh, paranormal investigation so you can go watch that on YouTube um, and then yeah if you are looking to reach out to us you can email us at the gmail more than murder pod at gmail.com <coughs> sponsors uh, so we can actually make this make money and we don't have to leave you guys um, and then go check out the blog. You can check out all our sources because we do do a lot of research and all our research. And you can go check out the 10 fucking resources that I fucking used for this fucking episode right at the blog. <laughs> www.morethemurderpod.motherfuckingcom. Until then, yeah, we'll see you next week. Um, over and out. Love you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.